You are listening to episode number five of the Teacher's Guide podcast. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Now you all remember how scary your first days at school were. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Hello and welcome to the Teacher's Guide podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Zach Woodward. I'm a primary school teacher from Brisbane, Australia, and I will be your host each week. The aim of this podcast is to share information and experiences that will help all teachers to thrive in their role, particularly aimed at those who are in the first few years of their teaching career and those who are aspiring teachers. We like each episode to be short and to the point. So let's get into it. Report cards. How good are report cards? Said no teacher ever. What I found is that no matter how long someone has been a teacher for, they're still never easy and people still don't want to do them. So if you're sitting there as a brand new teacher or you've been doing it for a few years and you are finding the process of report card writing very frustrating and very difficult, don't worry, you are not alone. People who've been doing it for a long time feel just like you. And the thing is that report writing will never become easier. There will always be lots of detailed elements that need to go into a report card. So there'll never be less work to be done or it'll never be easier, but there are things we can do to make the whole process a little bit less daunting. And there are things we can do throughout the semester and the year to sort of automate the process of report cards. And there are definitely some rookie errors that we can avoid doing. And I will share with you some of my rookie errors. So today's episode is gonna be very quick very to the point, and it's just taking you through some tips to make report writing easier. So let's start with one of my all-time rookie errors. When I was a brand new teacher, I was teaching year six, and uh, we had to do our report cards at the end of term two, so semester one, basically, the semester one major report card. And I was up one night getting all of my results and thankfully a colleague of mine who I'd worked with had given me an Excel spreadsheet to put all of my marks into for the for the students throughout the year and so I had an Excel spreadsheet for each subject and I put their results in but here comes the error for each of our subjects uh, for example science we had three marks we had the overall mark but we also had the skills mark and then the knowledge and understanding mark but in my Excel spreadsheet, I just put the overall mark. And that had worked well for me for the first two terms because if I had a parent come in to speak to me, I could show them their kids' data and I felt really organized and everything was going well. But then the report card, I looked and it wanted a semester overall result, which I had. But then it wanted the semester overall uh, skills result and the semester knowledge and understanding result. And I didn't have that data digitally anywhere. It was on. It was in my student portfolios. So late, very late one night, I was up with my folders, portfolio folders, getting out all their science assessments and finding the skills and knowledge and understanding marks. And then I had to do the same for Hass and then English and then all the other subjects that I was teaching. And it took forever, my goodness. So my first experience of report cards was way harder than it had to be, way harder than it had to be. And if you talk to any teacher, I'm sure they'll have some rookie errors that they made as well. So no matter how badly you think you've stuffed up your first report cards, or if you haven't done them yet, and you're worried you will stuff them up, don't worry. 
every teacher has made big mistakes with their report cards and that's just one of the ones that I made and I'll share some more throughout this episode. So that brings me to our first tip and that is uh, how to save your student marks throughout the year. So here comes tip number one. So my first tip for writing report cards is throughout the year make your job much easier and that is to make all of your data uh, digitally stored somewhere. And now that could be on an Excel spreadsheet or some other program that you might be used used to using or your school might actually have the link to the online report card system if that's what they use. They might have that available all year. So you might even be able to put your students' results in as you go. But it's just so important to have a digital spreadsheet uh, of their results as you go. So each time you mark something, just put in their results into that spreadsheet and then you don't need to worry about importing results ever again. You can just copy and paste them into your report card system. And uh, and, and I, I started doing that properly in my second year. I got a, a template given to me by a colleague. Uh, Maddie. if you're listening, thank you. I still use that template three years later. And so I use that template and it has all of their results ready. So tip number one for report card writing is a proactive thing you can do from day dot and that is to store all student data digitally as soon as you've marked it. The second piece of advice I have comes from my prac supervisor in my second year of uni. My prac supervisor, she was a gun teacher she was fantastic, the most engaging uh, prac I had by far. And she, at the end of my prac, she gave me this this card and it said on it, you should never write anything on a report card that you don't want a child's grandparent to see. I'll say that again. You should never write anything on a report card that you don't want a child's grandparent to see. Now, we've explored this in other episodes as well about how if you've got bad news to tell a parent... Um, it should never come as a surprise to them at an interview or on a report card. There's other ways to communicate major things to parents. And so I've heard stories of teachers writing things like, uh, your child's ability to form a sentence gives me nightmares. And uh, and obviously that you wouldn't get away with that now. That was from a while, from a while ago. But th- there's no need to be overly harsh on a report card. And there's always a kinder way to say something. And so if you look on a comment bank that your school has, there's always a kinder way to say something. If, if a child is bossy, well, they have a heart for justice. And if a child um, talks a lot during your lessons, well, that child is developing their ability to stay on task and not distract those around them. So there's always a nicer way to say something. And just think about a child's grandparent reading their report card on the first day of school holidays and you don't want anything too harsh in there. So don't write anything in a report card comment that you wouldn't want their grandparents to see. The third tip today is still along the comment lines and that's actually for the academic comments. Now some schools just have one big comment at the end but from most reports I've seen there's a comment for each subject and hopefully your school has a good comment bank to give to you. But just in case they don't, I have found the best way to write an academic comment for each subject is to go to the content descriptors and to go to the achievement standard for that subject in the Australian curriculum. And if you pull words and sentences out of that, that will fill up a subject comment very easily. 
even better than that, and this helps you further down the line, is if you have a marking rubric that has been made with the content descriptors and achievement standards on that, then include those words in your comment as well. And then when it comes to parent-teacher interviews, if a parent asks to clarify something that you wrote on the report or if, or if, if they say, hey, what does this mean? Why did they get a C instead of a B? You can point to the comment and you can point to where that comment fits on your marking rubric. So if you have used the content descriptors and the achievement standards on your marking rubric, and then again on your report card, there's that continued language that goes all the way through. So if there isn't a comment bank for you to use, or if you've been put in charge of creating a comment bank for a particular subject, go to the ACARA website, get out your content descriptors and achievement standards, and your job will be a lot easier. Tip number four today is to not underestimate the power of proofreading again and again. It's so funny how we as teachers always tell our students to proofread and we rip our hair out when they make mistakes in their work, but it's so interesting to see how many mistakes we make as teachers. I know that each year or each semester we have allocated time to proofread each other's reports and the amount of red pen that comes back to me on my reports and the amount of red pen I, I need to use on other people's reports is quite amazing. Things like the word and being used twice or non-capital letters or commas missing or misspelt words or even worse, uh, the wrong child's name in sections. I've done that a bunch of times. It's just so important to proofread it because that is just so embarrassing to send a report home to a parent and a student uh, with with typing mistakes in it and you just you don't want that to happen so proofread 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 uh, but don't trust yourself to proofread your own make sure it gets proofread by someone else in the school i mean most schools have uh, policies around that but if your school doesn't ask someone to proofread it because you really do not want to have any mistakes on it when it goes to the family the final tip is about the last comment on the report card so most report cards end with a summarizing comment at the end that talks about the student and how their behavior is and, and how their attitude and friendship circles are, etc. Now, when it comes to this comment, I think that any teacher who says that they have written 30 fully separate, fully personalized and different comments would be lying. I think we're all guilty of repeating some sentences and paragraphs here and there. And it would be very difficult to write 30 very original comments. But when it comes to copying sentences and paragraphs here and there, of course we can do that. And I do that on my reports. But still, I still try and be as personal as possible. So for example, if I have two students who are very similar to each other, and I can see that I can write a very similar comment. I still try and be very personal on each of the comments. So I had a, a student in my room who was just outstanding at welcoming a brand new boy into our class. So we had a boy start halfway through term two in my first year. And this particular student I'm thinking of was just so good at making him feel welcome and he invited him to come and have lunch with his mates and, and they ended up becoming really good friends. So on his comment at the end, I had a line in there about how um, he's a very generous student who is he's kind to others around him. 
And I added to that, particularly as seen when he was so kind and welcoming to our new student who started with us this term. And I just made that personalized sentence in there. And when the parents read that, they could see, ah, this teacher is talking about a specific thing that my child did in this comment and I can apply that to them. And it's not just words that have been pieced together and reused. Because I think parents can tell when we're just sort of um, using teacherese words to describe their kids. But if we can be personal, even in just one or two of those sentences about something that that student did or something in particular that they said throughout the term, it just makes that comment really nice and personal. So if there's anything that's worth going above and beyond on in your efforts in writing your report cards, it's definitely around that personalization. So try and be as personal as possible in your final comment. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. Now, if you have any other questions about report card writing or anything else to do with teaching, please feel free to contact me via my website at theteachersguide.com.au and you'll find all of my contact details there or jump on Facebook and Instagram at forward slash theteachersguidepodcast and there's some other videos and information that you can read there. All the best with your report card writing and we'll see you next time for episode number six of the Teacher's Guide podcast.